Hi, this is Adina here with today's episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, a podcast show of courage to be curious and part of our year-long journey of thinking about courageous connections. And this is part four in our series on the unexpected adventure. So if you've been traveling with us, you know that I met a really fascinating person on an Amtrak train. I told him I thought he should have his memoirs written Then I offered to write his memoirs, travel to Atlanta for five days to interview him and follow him around, and had all kinds of adventures that are all kind of captured in episodes one, two, and three. And then in today's episode, I wanted to talk about the question that I asked myself. So I was on the way home from Atlanta on the airplane, and I asked myself this question, what was this about for me? You know, what was this Atlanta trip? That question encompassed for me, I think, both why did I go, you know, where did this all come from, as well as what was it about once I had really been engaging with it. So what I decided I would do is in this episode would really be like pull back the curtain, what was going on inside for me, and I wanted to share some of that in this episode. Part of it is sharing What does it mean to me to live this courageously curious life? So it really came down to, I mean, four things that I wanted to share here. And the first one was, what was this about for me? Was for me in some ways living my most authentic self. I am a naturally curious person, and truth be told, I could follow the wind in a million different directions because I find things and I find people absolutely fascinating. I will come back to that in a little bit. And my curiosity has peaked a lot. We live in a world that very often is tied to convention, routine, doing the things you need to do, getting the things done, checking off the list. And what I've noticed over the course of my life is that unlike when you're a kid and you just kind of say, oh, I feel like drawing this, I'm going to draw this, or I feel like exploring this, I'm going to explore this, until somebody tells you, all right, it's time to stop, is that my nature is to continue to go off in these different directions. And a lot of my life was, all right, you need to kind of rein it back in or you need to do all these things first. Each of us has, I think, a balance of impulse of our impulses that perhaps feels correct for us. There isn't a correct, there's a correct for us, or there's the one that makes us feel most authentic or most energized and most balanced. And for a long time, I think that was out of balance for me. I think that I held myself back or learned to hold myself back I would hear the pragmatic voice in my head. I know my mom is listening. Often I'd hear her pragmatic voice in my head of the things you should do, you're supposed to do, even though she would argue that I was least likely to do the things I was supposed to do or should do. It did feel like a pretty prominent voice in my head. So this idea of making this kind of determination, I think I want to write this person's memoirs. I just felt driven and said I want to and booked a flight and went was part of this expression of like, I'm going because I can, because I can make that choice and I want to follow that impulse 
and do this rather than not follow the impulse because there's been many times when I haven't. So a piece of this, I think thing number one, was giving more voice or, or giving more credence to the voice inside of me that says explore and go and follow than perhaps I've naturally or perhaps I've done in other times in my life. So this was definitely a piece of it for me. Thing number two, what else was this about? As I mentioned that I do, I find people absolutely fascinating. I've mentioned in earlier episodes that I'm quite common for me to meet somebody on a plane or a train or things like that and have fascinating conversations standing in line. My, my kids know that no matter where we are, I'm going to end up meeting somebody. And the truth is that I do, I find people absolutely fascinating. There's what, like somewhere between 7 and 8 billion people in the world. And what's extraordinary to me is you know, every single one is so unique and is so fascinating. And every single person has a story. And there's a lot of, there's a lot about our culture that doesn't pause and take time to honor the experience and story of ourselves or of each other. There's just so much to do and we get so wrapped up in the doing that it's hard to make time for the appreciation of how magnificent and intriguing and interesting people's stories are. And they're not just stories, they're our lives. So for me, part of this was allowing myself to follow that passion of intrigue. I find people fascinating and certainly sitting next to Jerome on the train. I just couldn't help but be engaged around who he was, who he is and the story of his life and the experiences that he has and the way that his path has unfolded. And so part of this for me was the tremendous gift that he gave to me and gave to, to both Lisa and I, but talk about me here in allowing me deep inside the story of his life or pieces of the story of his life. I by far did not get, you know, I can't claim to have gotten the story of his life. But I think when we allow ourselves to be revealed to somebody at the level to which he allowed himself to be revealed here, that it's a tremendous gift. And I feel like this was following my passion and then receiving a tremendous gift from somebody who said, I'm going to be revealed to you. And it makes me wonder, what would it be like if we gave that gift more, we truly revealed ourselves to people more? And if we took the time to truly know and allow someone to be revealed to us, now, mind you, it's not something to take lightly because it's a sacred thing to reveal yourself. Is It's important to be able to know that there's somebody on the other side who can honor it and who can hold the experience if you're going to share yourself or if someone's sharing with you to be fully present and to be hold it as a sacred experience because someone is sharing those intimate parts. And I can honestly say that for me, I think that it's such a tremendous gift. I can't imagine a more treasured gift for me. So that also feels like a part of what this experience was for me. 
A third piece of this is, and I've shared a little bit about this, but 20 years ago, my mother hired a memoirist to interview my dad, which is why memoirs, I think, are on the top of my mind. I'm not sure if they would be as much on the top of my mind if I didn't have a copy in my house that tells an incredible story of my of my ancestry and my life in that way. And given the fact that my father passed away suddenly about three weeks after I met Jerome and we were so intimately engaged with that, I had the experience of how powerful it was to be on the receiving end, to be a child who didn't know actually really a lot about my dad. I knew the big picture story, but I didn't know a lot about it and had this intimate experience of how powerful it was to be able to get to know my father, my grandfather, my origins in a way that just doesn't come through in normal everyday life. And so this idea that there was this beautiful, beautiful person with an incredible legacy and children and grandchildren who might not know that legacy, might, again, like me, know the big picture of things, but not know the intimate details or not understand or appreciate the lessons that come from it or the way of life that unfolded because of it, that it was an opportunity to share that with another family um, and kind of, I guess, spread the gift that I was given and having that to somebody else. And with my father's passing, the memoirs are also a way that even after he's left this world, I can create connection and I can form a bond, a type of bond that in some ways wasn't even there before because as I study the memoirs, we become connected and related in even different ways. And it's I think it's a beautiful thing. And if I could write the memoirs for the world, I think, you know, for people in the world, um, I would. I think it's really important for us to honor where we come from. So for me, there's just this deep connection to memoir, to telling the story of a life, to children and grandchildren, having that connection, knowing who they are in a different way and honoring those who have come before them. And a fourth piece that I just wanted to talk about here is something that is a challenge for me. I usually have to push myself forward on it. I'm a child of an immigrant, so we understand a lot about working hard. I have not always come from a place of playing hard, you know, working hard, but not playing hard. And since I can be a little bit of a, I guess, intellect geek or something like that, you know, find things like, you know, writing and, you know, reading and creating, you know, design curriculum or things like that fascinating rather than going out and hitting a ball, um, which is also fun for me, but I, my, I tend to find my play in these other ways. My play, the, the line between my work and my play has often been very blurred, which in some ways is a beautiful thing because my work often feels like play. What that also can mean is that I don't often always take time to make something purely just fun for me. And just because I find it interesting and not because it's going to move my work forward or anything like that. You might say, well, Adina, you're making this podcast and isn't that part of your work around it? Um, one of the things that's actually true about this whole year of Courageous Connections is that it's not directly tied to my work 
it's tied to the concept of you know curiosity and courageous connections but it's not a, an experience of my work actually this whole thing is because I love to podcast because I love to tell and share stories this is an opportunity to do that and because um, after the election, I felt like, you know, what I could contribute in the world was helping to people think about how they could be more deeply connected to each other. So it actually is my play. And in this sense of carving out a project that I would find just completely like immersive for me to do, not because it was work or because it was going to move anything with work forward or produce anything that would be a part of my work offering, but just because I wanted to. It's not something I often give myself or I don't give myself permission to do enough. And so there was a piece of this that is about that as well, because we all should have our form of play and create space in our lives when we do something just because we want to, not because it's productive, not because it's on our list, not because it's going to move anything forward, but because it brings us joy and because it's how we would love to spend our time. And as somebody who was, I guess, maybe a recovering workaholic in that sense, who's had trouble, this is a part of that for me. Interestingly enough, another piece of this, and these don't necessarily go in priority order, they're just things that have arisen. I've never done that kind, this kind of traveling with a friend before, the way Lisa and I traveled here. I have, of course, traveled with partners and traveled with kids and done that kind of thing, but to take five days and go hang out with a friend somewhere and create and build experience together is actually something pretty new for me. Friendship was not always my easy place either. And so saying, oh my gosh, I'm just going to go out and we're just going to go and we're going to hang together and we're going to do this thing together. And so it was a, a total, a little bit of an unknown. Now, truth be told, Lisa and I had traveled for a couple days last summer. This was a much bigger trip. It was also a trip that moved friendship forward in a way that was quite beautiful. So in a retrospect, not something I planned or designed, um, this was about friendship. And it was about um, friendship with Lisa and also friendship with Jerome and just going toward it in a totally open way, just seeing what would happen and quite beautiful. I think it's an important thing. I mean, this, is the, this podcast is really a moment of reflection on what was this experience about. And so it's just the different parts and pieces of me. What I want to leave people with is that every moment in our lives is an opportunity to reflect and say, what was this about for me? So whether it's choices we're making about things like travel or hobbies or maybe something going on at work or something going on in a relationship or there's always an opportunity to say, what was this moment about for me? Why did I choose this what did I gain from this? What did I explore? And I guess if you're a, a personal development junkie like me, like this process of thinking about what was this about? And I think that's how we grow. I think that's how we become connected to the meaning of our life. If we don't stop and we don't ask ourselves that question, our life just happens, but it doesn't have meaning. Stopping and asking the question of what was this about for me? taking the time to reflect by oneself or with somebody else is where the meaning comes from. So as these always end with a game-changing question of some kind, I'd love to leave this as an offering, that question, what is this moment about for me? And encourage people to ask it, encourage you to ask it. You know, whether it was a 
picnic moment or it was a moment at work that just seemed to stand out, whether in a positive way or maybe even a challenging way or any moment at all, what was this moment about for me? And just see what the experience of taking that time to reflect on that brings into your space, into your life, into your heart. So thank you for listening and for being part of this aspect of the journey. There will be one more episode of this unexpected adventure as we conclude it next week. So hope you'll join in and kind of listen for how we are bringing this all to a close at the end of our mini-series. Thanks so much. And if you enjoyed this, please share. If you go onto your podcast app, you can download all the episodes if you're kind of coming in in the middle or you want to share with somebody else about it. And if you want to go onto our Facebook page, Wonder Your Way to Brilliant is actually our Facebook group. Encouraged to be curious is our Facebook page. You can follow episodes or comment on them there or share them from there. And if you rate us on iTunes, that's really helpful to us too. If you have any comments, love to hear from you. Adina at CourageToBeCurious.com. See you next week.